Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Give honor to God and all the saints. Thanking God for the privilege of prayer. Thanking God for the opportunity to come together and exalt the Most High God. Just thank you, God, for you being God. Thank you, God, for prayer warriors. Thank you, God, for praying treasured individuals. God, I ask you to bestow your blessings upon each and every one of us, Heavenly Father. We call Mel blessed. We call Nina blessed. We call Ann blessed. We call Wahida blessed. We call each and every treasured individual praying blessed in the name of Jesus. Blessed our, uh, uh, Pastor Millicent, the wonderful service she had the other day, the work of God that she's doing. God, use each and every one of us to advance the kingdom of God, Heavenly Father. God, we need you. We plead the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, over each and every one of our bloodlines, our family members, and each one of us, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, God, for all you've done for us and all you're going to do. And we ask you, God, to continue having that hedge of protection over us. Keep us humble, Heavenly Father. Keep us in touch with you. Keep us having relationship with you, Heavenly Father. Let us keep our faith going, knowing that, Heavenly Father, that with God, all things are possible. And that's why we decree and declare through the blood of Jesus Christ, through prayer warriors, that this eugenics assassination program is going to come tumbling down in the name of Jesus. God, I plead the blood of Jesus that every ritual these demons did, that every aborted fetus, every abortion they did, every human sacrifice, every animal sacrifice, will be rendered null and void. God, you have all the power. Render it null and void. Everything they did for wealth and riches, render it null and void. Reverse the curse in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we bind and rebuke the spirit of this death demon, killing humans without penalty. We come against that spirit. We decree and declare penalties will be enforced for killing human beings, for infesting human beings, for putting... Innocent people in human research experiments, Heavenly Father. We decree and declare through the blood of Jesus that, yes, the laws, the walls of protection against enemy forces, our laws will be enforced to arrest these demons and that this demonic program will never exist on this earth again and that, God, you you will use this evil program to benefit mankind. God, we ask you to give us the stamina the perseverance, the endurance to wait on your time, Heavenly Father. Most importantly, Heavenly Father, keep us prayed up. Keep us knowing that you have all power. Keep us spiritually growing to understand that this is a spiritual war and that the demons must come down and that the only power over evil is the power of God. So we thank you, Heavenly Father, that what the devil thought was bad, you're using for good. We're using this program, God, to bring us together to praise and exalt your name, to magnify you, Heavenly Father, to say thank you for this earth that you have bestowed upon us time to do your work. Thank you, God, for the land of the living. 
God, we ask you to bless those we've lost. I call my mother blessed and covered by the blood of Jesus and with you, Most High. Bless each and every person we lost. May they rest in peace. I call my mother, sister, father, Anne's mother, uh, Nina's husband, Nina's sister, Heavenly Father, anyone in, in Mel's family that he lost, covered by the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father that they are resting in peace, Heavenly Father, and you use them in the capacity you choose to use them as warrior angels on this earth. And line us up, Lord, to live a life that is pleasing to you, God, that we can be warrior angels on this earth when you decide to take us and use us, Heavenly Father. We come against the demon spirit of untimely death. We rebuke that demon to the pit of hell. We send it to the pit of hell, not another untimely death, Heavenly Father. Please, dear God, cover us. Don't let us be taken off this earth until we complete the assignment that you have bestowed upon each and every one of us. Line us up with the assignment. Only you know. Let us listen to our inner voice, Heavenly Father. Guide and direct us. We need you, God. God, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify, we glorify your name, and we thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for the week you just brought us through, and we thank you, God, for the week we have coming before us. I ask you, Heavenly Father, let this be a productive week. I come against the demon spirit of lackadaisicalness, laziness, tiredness, weariness. I bind and rebuke that demon, stay away from us, procrastination. I call this week to be a week of great accomplishments. Everything that we've been trying to do, going to do, that it shall get done. I ask you, God, to open up the windows of heaven for my transportation. I bind and rebuke any more assaults on my ability to buy a decent car. Bind up the demons, Heavenly Father. I plead the blood of Jesus on a decent car. I plead the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, to get me out of a rental and get me in the car that you, Heavenly Father, has ordained for me that will be safe. God, I thank you and I praise you in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to bless my sister, Anne, who has these horrific, violent attacks. Bind up that demon on her, Heavenly Father. Remove that demon. Send that demon to the pit of hell. Send that demon to the grave that he's plotting and planning for her. Cover her, Heavenly Father. Give her the strength and the endurance to just know that she can rebuke that demon. Give her the strength and endurance to continue forward. I thank you, God, for the years you have had in and praying with me. Heavenly Father, cover her, guide her. And I thank you, God, for all you've done for her because she's come along with me. And keep directing her path, Heavenly Father, and give her total freedom from that demon-bonded spirit, that demon-torture demon. Heavenly Father, I plead the blood of Jesus on the U.S. Department of Justice. I plead the blood of Jesus on each and every attorney general's office. I plead the blood of Jesus on district attorney offices that they will no longer turn the blind eye to these assassination, to eugenic assassination programs. I plead the blood of Jesus that every Satanist that's a criminal using these programs to torture and kill people, that they will be brought to justice, that they will face criminal charges, that they will be arrested. I decree and declare number one arrest is regional killer Boyd and Craig. And every demon working under him, I decree and declare that he will be arrested, that he will face his assassination in jail the same way he has harmed people, every curse he has programmed, every killing he has programmed, that it shall be exposed, that the world will know about these, this satanic program, that God, you are almighty, and we plead the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, for exposure. 
I bind and rebuke every program the assassination attempt, every program terrorization. I bind and rebuke the attacks on my nephews, my attacks on my good friends. I bind and rebuke their rapings of innocent people. They're just the most horrific atrocity, the V2K, the assaults on the body, the busting out people's teeth, directed energy weaponry. I bind it, rebuke it. I send it to the pit of hell. And I ask you, God, for a special coverage over each and every one of us, Heavenly Father. Don't let that stuff hit us. God, cover our legs, our limbs, our muscles, Heavenly Father. Protect us. Let this weaponry be exposed across the world. I bind and rebuke military weapons being used on innocent people, Heavenly Father, as if these demons have some special power for the corrupted misuse of military weapons on civilians. Heavenly Father, we ask you, God, for divine intervention, to give media attention, to bring it out to expose. And God, I ask you to stop the killings in New York, the building fires that they're using, the incendiaries, the in fire devices to induce fires and in, in under the disguise of gas heaters and gas explosions. I come against that demon spirit. I come against master deceptions, major master deceptions, fooling people, lying to people. I come against the demon spirit of that COVID demon, that demon that they're using to induce people in the hospital and kill them. I come against every plot of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And I decree and declare that this earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and that we will live the life that God has for us. And that is a life of abundance and good health is number one. Good health, family, good, decent friends. I thank you, God, that we don't have to chase dollars. We don't have to sell our mother, father, sister, brother, or our friends to, to chase dollars. Thank you, God, for pulling us out the miry clay, that we can see another way, Heavenly Father, that we know that compassion and love of God, it means favor from God, means more than any of these material things. So I bind up and rebuke that spirit of chasing wealth and riches at the expense of killing people. I bind it up in the name of Jesus, and I ask you, God, to bestow each and each one of us with your favor, Favor in health, favor in finances, favor in everything that we do, Heavenly Father, as you created it from the beginning. God, I praise you and I exalt you in every plan of the enemy that he has plotted for this week. Let it be destroyed. Warrior angels, Heavenly Father, send them in to cover and protect us in everything we do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Who wants to go Amen. next? Anne, Anne, you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll go next. Uh, Father God in heaven, in Jesus Christ's name, I pray, Father. I thank you so much, Father, for my prayer warrior sisters. I want to say ditto to my prayer warrior sisters, um, Miriam Slider. Father, she just gave a prayer that was um, so comprehensive and so all around and touching and meaning each and every one of our hearts, Father. Um, all I can say is super ditto to that, Father. We are here to support everything that she, she just said, Father, in your name. We will always be here to support that uh, that covenant of Father God that you've given all of us. And we will definitely, Father, be 
working in that vein, Father, to carry out all the things that Miriam just just covered, Father. Thank you so much, Father, for we love you so much. And we send so many praises to you, and you send blessings to us, all in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, and all in the name of Jesus Christ, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Uh, Nino or Mel? Hey, Nina, you can go ahead. I'll go <laughs> I'm waiting for you. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I can go and do that out the way. It's okay. Okay. Um. Okay. For, for, okay. For all the God. Okay. Continue to have my family in, in your prayers. My grandmother. My dad, while he's going through his treatments, my my aunt that just drove into town, she's dealing dealing with her lupus flares, and like just continue to have my whole family in your embrace, just continue to pray for all all of us. I I mean, like we're in some um, trying times right now, just with the world. I mean, there's talk talk of war in Ukraine, so our soldiers and stuff are possibly going to be going out there. Just just just, just be just, just be with them, Father God. I mean, I, I mean, I hope things don't turn around and turn 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 for the worse, and our um so, soldiers like fat families have to kind of like come come home to like dead bodies and stuff that that, that they have to bury. So just just, just Father God, not let's not let it kind of like go to that place. Let's not not let it go there. You know, just bless all of us on these calls, Father God. Miriam, I mean, I appreciate the, the the prayer, those kind of words. I mean, those words were welcoming. Thank you for that kind of prayer you did. And and Father God, just continue to um. Help us keep up this fight and get the word out there. And let a lot of people in on this targeting and let them know what's going on, what what is happening to us, Father God. Just just continue to be, be there for us. Let let us get more numbers. Let us get more people. Let us show the world that this stuff is actually happening to, to a lot of us targeted individuals, Father God. Amen. 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 Dear Heavenly Father, I praise you and I give you all the glory. I want to thank you for all the sweet souls that are here. I want to thank you for reaching out to other TIs and to heal their hearts and to reach out to them and to give them strength, to give them more strength, to be your warriors in Canada and around the world and each and every state within the United States and across the world and all the countries. I pray, um, dear Heavenly Father, that we get closer to you, that we get on our hands and our knees and that we repent and that we praise you and give you all the glory. In our Father's name, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Prayers and scriptures. Uh, Women praying scriptures for peace when the devil attacks. Is that the one you're doing, Nina? Okay, let me look. I forgot um, which one you're doing. 
Okay. Yeah, I Which was surprised that Cabs was on there. Cabs was on there, and Galena was on there. I was really on the signatures. I was really surprised by that. Okay, so prayer and scriptures for peace when the devil attacks. Is that the one? Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yours. Because it says Miss Miriam is a prayer warrior and educator by profession. She was placed in in an unregulated criminal eugenic assassination program. But God, the God. <laughs> okay. What God? But God, <laughs> and I'm like, where did it start and stop? Um, prayer script, uh, prayer and scriptures for peace when devil attack. Um. Okay, I'll start from here. The the below um, prayer and scriptures were designed to strengthen people, particularly targeted individuals. One of Satan's re- uh, relentless schemes is to obstruct obstruct one's peace. True. Very true. When this happens, it is urged to quote scriptures and rebuke the devil and praise the Lord. The below prayer and scriptures were organized to re- uh, resurrect peace when the devil attacks. Words are real things, and they need to be said. Words can curse or save. Matthew twelve thirty six states that by thy words art thou justified, or by thy words thou art condemned. Choose justification, salvation. They even say, do not use, um, don't curse against yourself, because that's giving um, energy, um, power to the devil, which you do not want to do. So, like I say, um, seek life, not death. We all have to practice, including myself. I'm just putting it out there. Um, when the devil and his minions attack our peaceful lives, put your foot on the devil's head by reciting the prayer and scriptures below. And then also by saying, I rebuke you, I bind you, and I cast you out. Peace, prayer, and scriptures. Most high God, we give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. We thank you for life, health, and inner peace. We ask for the strength to endure any situation presented. We ask that you lead and guide us in quietness and trust so that we can hear your voice. Make us instruments of peace. Where there is sorrow, let us bring joy. Where there is hate, let us be instruments of love. Let every targeted individual be a light bulb of peace, wisdom, and love because they really, really need it. We are the beta, the beta test that they are doing on the whole world. We put out our total trust in you and rebuke demonic attacks that are designed to demise, um, dismiss, demise peace. We pay, um, praise your name and thank you for the peace sacrifice shed on the cross. It is through his bloodshed we call peace into our lives and stand on scripture promises. We pray, we pray for peace among nations. We pray that peace be manifested on this earth via justice, righteousness, and truth governance. Through him who was lifted up on the cross, we pray that the people and rulers' hearts may be touched by the Holy Spirit so that they will live and rule in accordance with the laws of the Most High God. We pray that warring angels are released to wage war against demonic activities. We bind, rebuke, and call null and void all depopulation programs and plants, particularly the relentless and criminal programming of the demise of targeted individuals. 
We pray for peace and protection over all the plans of the enemy, and we ask for special coverage over vulnerable populations, in my opinion, which is the whole world. We ask you, God, to align our prayers to your will. We decree um, peace, prosperity, love, and happiness to rule over this earth. Amen. In Jesus' name, may every reader of the scriptures below be blessed with the incomprehensible peace. Such is decreed pursuant to um, Colossians 3.15. Colossians, am I pronouncing that correctly? Colossians, Colossians, yeah. Colossians, okay. And let the peace of God rule in your in our in your heart. John sixteen thirty three. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Proverbs sixteen seven. When a man's way please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. John fourteen twenty seven, and then um, and how to teach non English. Okay, that's something else. Okay, I think this is where you start turning demonic attacks into opportunities to grow in God. Is that where you start? No, no, peace, peace. No peace. I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Okay. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Number 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his um, countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Philippians 4 through 7 through 8. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Romans 5, 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 48:22. There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto, unto the wicked. Psalms 34:14. <clears throat> Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Matthew 5:9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. 2 Peter 1:2. Grace and peace second be multiplied. Oh, second Peter. Second okay. Peter. Second Peter one two. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Isaiah twenty six three. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And then references. Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I used to have a Bible college, and they came after me. Yeah, but this, that, those are the references to the Bible college. Um, yeah. All right. So let me uh, read uh, prayer and scriptures to counteract a financial raping and targeted individual attacks. Let me see what that one is. Oh, man. No, it says the site is not there. So they messed that one up. Okay. Um, oh wow! Well. I got some more. Where is it? Um, this one. All right. Scriptures to stop discouragement and build determination to believe God. I'll put it in your messenger. You can read it. 
have it with you there, Nina, since you're online. And Melvin, okay. are you online too, Melvin? Melvin, are you online? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just listening. I, I just muted myself while I was listening. Okay, if you, I'll send it to you too. If you want to, uh, uh, just read along. Where is it? Melvin Hilliard. There you go. <clears throat> All right, this one. <clears throat> these are old. I put these out a while ago. This is uh, somebody's phone. What belief is truth held in the mind? Faith is fire in the heart. Right. Scriptures to stop discouragement and build determination to believe God. Belief is truth held, what Nina just said, truth held in the mind. Belief is truth held in the mind, but faith is a fire in the heart. God's people must remember that the Bible cautions us that we must stand against the vials of the devil and the fiery darts of the wicked. Discouragement is one of the principal darts and is pointed at every one of us particularly targeted individuals. To this end, we must practice praying and meditating on counter-discouragement scriptures. To this end, we will find the biblical scriptures to build faith and stop discouragement. Readers are also cordially invited to live late night online prayer sessions every Friday and Saturday night. And then I put the uh, talk show invitation. Prayer for targeted individuals. Dear Most High God, we come to praise and worship your name. We thank you, God, for life, health, family, and friends. We bring before you we bring before the throne of God via the blood of Jesus the horrific targeted individual program. This is a demonic program where innocent people are tortured, killed, and blacklisted. We thank you for giving us the knowledge of such demonic programming so we can expose this demon-led, unregulated, and criminal earthly program consistent with Ephesians 5.11. We pray that you cover with the blood of Jesus, each targeted individual, the ones who know they are targeted and those who do not know. I think, can we, I think we got to mute the phones. There's some, there's some background noise. If you can mute just while I'm reading and then unmute. I'm, I'm muted. I'm muted. Okay. All right. We bind and rebuke all spirits of discouragement and we stand on the below scriptures knowing that in your time, and according to your will, this program will be taken off of this earth specifically on behalf of giving you, God, the honor and the praise. We exalt praise and thank you for choosing us to lead the way in ending this international earthly demonic and life-threatening assault on your people. We praise your name for knowing that this program will end as more innocent people become aware of such evil programmings and pray this program off of the earth. We thank you for the privilege of prayer and guide us in using this tool effectively and as often as possible. Thank you for pulling us out of the world of demonic planning, plotting, greed, and programming and planting us on the righteous side of this earth to give you all the honor and praise. 
We serve a sovereign, mighty, and awesome Father, and we ask for divine and supernatural intervention to ending the targeted individual program in Jesus' name. Scriptures to stop discouragement and build determination to believe God. Ephesians 6.11 tells us, put on the whole arm of God that ye may be able to stand against the tricks of the devil, the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 16 tells us, above all, take the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And that simply means that faith, faith is the only thing going to bring us through because the fiery darts of the wicked are real. So we must take the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. 1 Peter 5.8 tells us, be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he walks around this earth seeking whom he may devour. The Bible tells us that. The Bible tells us, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Don't throw away your confidence, your faith. Why? Because it has great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Acts 14.22 tells us, continue in the faith that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. It tells us, through much tribulation, mm, uh -huh. we, will, we will enter into the kingdom of God. Joshua 1.9 says, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wherever you go. Hebrews 10, 23. Let's not, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. That means hold on to your faith without wavering. That means without wavering, without doubting. We just have to walk by faith. God, this is your earth. God, you created it. God, no demon can have more power than you. For he is faithful. God is faithful. And that is promised. Psalms 37, 4, 5. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto God. Trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. We have to believe that God will bring this sick program to pass. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. Hebrews 13, 20, 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Christ, through Jesus Christ, to whom the glory is forever and ever. Amen. Psalms 18, 28 through 30. For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. Say a buckler mm, to all those that trust in him. Wow. Second Corinthians 4 8. 
We are hard pressed on every side, but guess what? We're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We've been struck down, but we're not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. Amen. Psalms 27, 10, 12, and 14. When my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me, God, thy way, Lord, and lead me, lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against us, and such as breathe out, they breathe out cruelty. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen our hearts. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. Psalms 19, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God, that my, God, O God, my strength and my redeemer. Psalms 34. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And that's a T.I.'s life. Again, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but guess what? The Lord delivereth him out of out of them all. Out, not some, but out of them all. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 Oh, you have it here, on the quality act. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You added it to the um, end here. I see it. You said you have Havana Syndrome Equality Act, petition for victims yeah, of, I, of unregulated hate crimes, treasured individuals, individuals, targeted individuals. Yeah, I had uploaded, um, I had updated a few of these. I see. Yeah, the mm-hmm. petitions went up. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, we went up more, 240. We were 238. When we yeah. looked at it, it was 220. It was two twenty, uh-huh. so we did almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah marketing Alina, count. Alina, uh, yeah, cat. Um, the Russian guy, cat to his family. He wrote, and then Galena. She's that, there. That's how I found. That's how I found his video. Oh, the cat's family. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Because he wrote it in here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like I said, Lord, you can't make this stuff up. No, let you us really get the numbers that we need, Heavenly Father, and let mm-hmm. everyone that signed this petition, Heavenly Father, let them be blessed and covered with the blood of Jesus and give them the stamina and the endurance to just uh, continue to forge the fight against this evil, help them to continue exposing it, dear God. And uh, use them, Heavenly Father. Bless this petition. Let it lead the way to open doors up for compensation for victims of like us, Heavenly Father, victors, treasured individuals like us to, to reap the benefits. God, let us get these signatures so that we can move forward, Heavenly Father. So bless us this Wednesday, God. Let us come together and uh, circulate this petition more at least to move forward with 500 to 1,000 signatures plus other 
uh, petition showing the need for compensation to all victims of directed energy weapons. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just play that uh, that um, that Mr. Callahan, let me finish. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. He's calling the Department of Justice. Supported by, supported by the, yes it is. 
on behalf of the President of the United States, and that's what he wants to tell you. Obama wants to tell us this? That's what you're saying? Yes. Obama wants to tell what the experimental continues and rape and torture should be implemented on children? Yes, exactly. That's what, that's what Obama said, yeah? Well, you know, I, do, I really don't want to talk to you. you know. Why is there some, because they always direct me to you. I don't understand why. Because that's the way the President of the United States wanted to. The President of the United States wanted to torture Cass family? Mm -hmm. Yes. That's what, that's what Mr. Obama wants to say. What he, he wants to torture Cass family by putting implants in their brain and subject them for execution. That's what Obama wants? Yes. Can you say clearly, yes? That's what Obama wants. Yeah. This is disaster. What? What? Who, who allowed you to? There it is. That's the That's what people elected. That's what people got. But this should be ended. You know, I never came here as a free people. 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 Yeah, I know, but. We're supposed to be free people. Who allowed to say like this? The president of the United States. That's what they say, yeah. So I'm gonna. So in other words, no. How can you? How can I deal with Office of Attorney General? Not with you. Yeah, the president of the United States wants to tell him. This is just disaster. What you're saying? It's insanity. It's just insanity. It's just a disaster. I mean, you use physical force against family. You actually we talk. Hear, we hear act on the behalf of the president of the United States and the attorney general. That's what they want. And I have no other way not to contact Office of Attorney General? No? No, 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 no you do not. Hmm. Why not? Because he says so. That's because the attorney general wants it that way. That's why. This is not appropriately. It's just horrible. It's just horrible. You keep us as a slave in this country. We came from Russia, but we didn't expect to be slaves of medical experiment. My children since age of four. And right now the president wants to do that way. This is, this is bizarre. Well, I will continue my search, you know, through the, through this jungles of horror and devastation. Call the United Nations, okay? Thank you. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Call the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Is that the disgraceful? That is disgraceful. You guys are there? Hello? Yes, Hello? I'm still here. Yes, I'm here. What did you think of that? That was good. I was thinking about how we get into this program, how is it to decide that none of us are allowed to get out? And then I'm also thinking, wouldn't it be better? I mean, what would happen if he went back to Russia? What would they do? I mean, I hear there are TIs in Russia, but I'm kind of curious. I'm, I, I'm more disgraced that someone can be on a government payroll and boldfacely give those type of responses. Well, that's what they are. They're admitting to what they are, and that's the weird part is that I'm talking about that they really literally can't get out of this program. Why in the hell is that happening? What kind of crazy thing 
they've made these decisions about all of us. That once you're in, haven't you heard that? They've said that. You can't get out. No, he what? just said live with it. Live with it. I didn't like that. No. I mean, his whole, well, his whole, again, my, my, you know, I'm, I'm, I commend him for taping it because to me, somebody like that needs to be arrested, okay, for responding like yeah. that. Yeah, we don't have a country anymore. They're trying to even take away our voting rights. Um, and, uh, you know, go to the UN because they know that UN is a piece of crap. That's what BB and I were talking about. The UN is part of this. The UN is a cover. The UN Common Core, is that's how they're coming in to do what they're doing to the children. Okay? Oh. It's unbelievable. That response was like, wow. But um, yeah, he signed so from us uh, marketing. That's how we found him. That's a, that's how he found us. So that means he's you know he's still ready. Oh yeah, I talked to him. Um, years ago, but I talked. Well, uh, so yeah. Does anybody know anything about the Common Core, Mel? And do you know what the Common Core is? That's the curriculum, but. That that's old curriculum. Are they still using it? Yeah, they're still using it. Yep, it's unbelievable. That's the most ambiguous curriculum to destroy children. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was telling Bibi. It's all connected. It all comes back full circle. Comes back around. Why are they taking their orders? And instructions from the UN, from Europeans. And it's also part of the um, Council on Foreign Relations. Yep. These are the mandates. These are the secret rules and things that they agree upon. This is the stuff that they talk about and do behind closed doors. Anyway, um, I probably should ask the phone. It's midnight here. It's 2 o'clock your time, and I will have to get up in about five and a half hours. I know. Okay. Sorry I came on so late, guys. Yeah, I got work okay. to do, too, but um, I could play videos for the rest of us if anybody okay. wants to stay. Okay. You got any good videos before you go, Nina? No. I got a Robert Kennedy. Robert okay. Kennedy. Uh, I had yeah. posted one of his, but I, let me yeah. see if I can find it. Excuse me, sorry. Okay. I did send another email to iPetitions, but I'm getting this feeling. This is the second time. They don't even respond to me. They don't even respond to me. I give them a couple what of happened? days. Um, uh, um, iPetitions. I emailed them asking them all these problems, why this and that and the money and so on and so forth. Let me see what comes up. Um, huh. And then it comes in as Maxine, which is really weird. Um, Maxine. I have nothing. I have something back in December. But, uh, 
Okay, let me see if I find anything. Something weird came in from uh, Instacart, and I did not order anything on Instacart. I have to call my bank. Um, oh, yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, they're pretty much not responding to me. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I got a Robert Kennedy. Okay. All right. Then. Here's okay. Kennedy. Okay. Highlights from defeat the mandates and American homecoming. This was January twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. This is a war on religion. This is a war on children. They cannot go with the sickness. This is a war. This is a war. Full of the slave to the crickets make a sound. Where's the bold and the brave? We'll have to stand our ground. Right now, we're authoring the future for ourselves. We have pen in hand. We will be telling our grandchildren stories. We'll either be telling them stories about what freedom was or what mandates were. Do you understand 58 years ago, we were standing in this square trying to unite the world to come together to fight against the tyranny of their time. Now it is our time to fight against the tyranny of our time. We are 17,000 doctors. That's more than the NIH, more than the CDC, and more than the FDA. You and you alone have the autonomy over your body. That is your sole possession. In many ways, it's the only thing you really have. We are fighting against Big Pharma. They have controlled and captured our health agencies. And that is a war on repurposed drugs. We've known now for two years that there are cheap, safe, highly effective, and widely available medicines that can treat this disease. Doctors, now is the time to stand up and save our profession. Parents, you need to stand up now and understand that only, only the vaccine developers and your governments the CDC and the NIH have liability protection. Your children do not. If they want your child to take any of these vaccines, you stand up and say, remove liability protection from the table. If there is risk, there must be choice. All of us have the right to understand these risks and to decide for ourselves whether we willingly accept those risks. What we need to do is to start listening to the doctors who have treated thousands of COVID cases with no deaths. Is that too much to ask? I was seriously injured by my second dose of Pfizer. This is real. The fact is that private corporations are making billions of dollars conducting clinical trials on us at our expense. It is completely unacceptable. The 
minute they hand you that vaccine passport, every right that you have is transformed into a privilege contingent upon your obedience to arbitrary government dictates. And what do we do about this? We resist. You, all of you in the crowd, I thank you. I love you. You came out on this cold, cold day to do your duty for the United States of America. Let's go and fight for freedom and let's build back for our children the America that our parents fought and died for. Thank you very much. So even though we're all opposed to mandates, there's one mandate we must never oppose. It's God's mandate. It's three words. Choose the good. So I compel you to do what my Savior did, what I'm going to do. I'm not staying tired anymore. I'm waking up. And we will not stop fighting for truth, for scientific integrity, and for life. Take this moment to realize that we took something for granted. We never thought they would actually go after it, but it is standing here. It is alive today. It is represented by every one of us. It is called freedom. 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 The truth always prevails. We are victorious in truth because we are endowed with one great power, the power of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We are on the right side of history. Spoiler alert, freedom wins. What happened to Robert Kennedy? He was supposed to speak. Oh. Who's Robert Kennedy? Wait a minute. This is a war on religion. What happened? Wait a minute. Oh, here, impeachment? Hmm. Here's the part we got Robert Kennedy spoke. Hmm. Oh, this is the one that just played. Oh, boy. Let me see. Health Defense Network. This is a war on religion. This is a war on... Hmm. 
On December 6th, President Trump's words shook the world. He recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, and whether he knows it or not, fulfilled his part in a frightening biblical prophecy. Because according to the final chapters of the Bible, our country and every American citizen were about to face its greatest tribulation. Only the church leaders know the true meaning of this biblical prophecy that is encrypted in the writings of four ancient prophets, inspired to send a warning across the centuries to all true Christians and patriots. Therefore, before watching this documentary, be forewarned. You are about to see how all the world's leaders and their armies are silently playing their part in the lead-up to the greatest and darkest event in human history. An event that may leave 290 million Americans dead in its wake. Once you witness the chilling evidence of the words of our Lord coming true, there is no turning back. It will simply be impossible for you to go about your daily life like you used to before knowing the truth. But take comfort, for it is God's will that you are here now so that you may have the time to prepare and maybe grant you salvation from all the wickedness of our times. And if you're feeling skeptical right now, let me ask you one question. Who would have thought 70 years ago that the Jewish people would have a country to call their own? Only those who read Ezekiel chapter 37. That is what the prophet wrote 2,700 years ago. The hand of the Lord was on me and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. Then he said to me, These bones are the people of Israel, my people. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. Word by word, the prophecy made by Ezekiel came true. In 1947, the nation of Israel was born after the horror of the Holocaust, symbolized by the Valley of Bones. Scattered for more than 2,000 years, the Jewish people come from all over the world into this new state and made it an economic and military power. Yet, it was not whole. Israel needed Jerusalem to become its rightful capital again, and that only happened with the support of President Trump. However, to the north of Israel, other biblical prophecies have come true. The prophet Isaiah Mm-hmm. Defense, where are you? There's Robert Kennedy. I don't know how they switched that video. News of the week: Historic speech at Lincoln Center, Lincoln Memorial. 
Oh, there it is. Hey, Marion. Our next speaker. Yeah. Is Nina still on? No, she got to go to school in the morning. Oh, okay. Why? What? I was just picking up. Like, it's like 1.14 my time. And I picked up from, the um, I guess, the perpetrators or the handlers, whichever word that they want to call them, call themselves. Like, I mm-hmm. guess they're changing shifts. Like the um new group, the the new group is um getting, I guess informing a new group. The the old group is informing the new group about my whereabouts, like what what I've been doing most of the day. Oh man, that's that? horrible. Mm-hmm. So I gotta hear them ch- changing over, change change ch- changing over handles from one group to the next. Changing shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's inhumane. Yep, let them know about my whereabouts and what I've been doing throughout the day. Now, see, if they were going to get arrested, that would never happen. We've got they've, they've yeah. got to get arrested. Yeah, well, they they let the group know what they have to look out for with me, like certain things for to watch for, certain things I do, and I got to listen in yep. on all this. And that's crazy. That's crazy. That that those that tells you what losers. They have nothing else to do. One fifteen. This time of morning. This time of night, actually. Yeah, they're doing that to pluck your last nerve, and it Mm. will pluck anybody's last nerve. You know that, but that's done with such bold-faced ignorance that it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and it, like the sad part about it, like they use people that look and sound like you. I guess like people around my age range from the streets and stuff. Stop. Yep, they use them. Mm. Want to tell <laughs> what I've been doing throughout the day? What to, what to look out for? What to look out for with me? So. I just wanted to let y'all know, like, that's, that's what they feed me right now for the V2K. Or basically let me listen in on them and form a new group that's coming in. You picked up that? The own shift changes, Nina? How they interact with each other? Nina's not here. Oh, I thought that was somebody. Nina's- I thought that was Nina. Who that was in the no, background Anne, talking? Anne is here. Anne, let me see. Yes, yes. yes, I'm here. Yeah, do you, Anne, do you get that? Go ahead and ask us. Yeah, the um, V2K, like the shift changes when one group is going out and, and a new one yeah, is coming in. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess V2K, yes. Yeah, so no, I was just explaining no, to Mary. And he's asking you, do they tell you when they're changing shifts? No. They don't tell me when they're changing shifts, but by me having a V2K, it's like you eavesdropping ease in on the conversation and kind of like letting, mm-hmm. letting them know that's coming in, what what to look out for with them, what certain things, yeah. what certain things to do to try to get you to interact yeah. and see something back to them. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, 
as you as you hear the shift changing and new people coming in and you do hear the background noise and the discussions, you know, they're getting started and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, over time you will be able to take change the shifts. You will know when the shift changes are coming in. Yeah, between one fourteen, one fifteen this time of night, I just picked up on it because like I even while we mm-hmm. were doing prayer. I didn't hear yeah. anything while we were doing prayer, but all of a sudden it's quiet and I guess got got the video playing not not didn't want to start talking the, the crazy talk. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't know when the shift change, for sure, you know, just pay attention to the background noises and, and what is being said and all of that. You know, you can get an idea of what the shift change over time. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to be looking out for this time, like a, around one fourteen or one fifteen. like I'm going to be trying to pick up now. If they don't right, use right. the same time frame, they, they might vary. And sometimes, you, you know, most of the time I'm usually asleep. And okay. I don't realize that, that the shift didn't change. Like they got to, they yeah. have new workers. So they actually mm-hmm. hire people to sit up and do some crazy, some, some nonsense like this. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This time of night. This time of night, yeah. All right, this is Robert Kennedy. I want to play Robert Kennedy's speech. He did have a march on Washington, D.C. like this week uh, about, you know, the tyranny and the mandates. So let's hear what he has. And you can hear, well, this is, the thing is it came so low. If it's too low, let me know. But you can hear how they really hurt his voice. <clears throat> they definitely, he's in a eugenic program. of the board and chief legal counsel for him. children's yeah. health defense. The founder of the Waterkeeper Alliance and is a counsel to Morgan & Morgan, a nationwide personal injury practice. It is an absolute honor to welcome Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to the stage. Can you hear it? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jay messed up his voice. And thank all of you for coming out today and braving the cold. Stand up for democracy and for our children and for the United States Constitution. I I wanna I wanna start salute the doctors, the medical doctors, the healers the courageous doctors of conscience who stood up with me here today and who preceded me onto this podium. We, one of the most disconcerting, alarming features of this pandemic response has been this war against doctors of conscience. We know their names, here Corey, Peter McCulloch, Paul Merrick, Paul Alexander, Brian Cole, Tess Flory, and so many others whose lives and livelihoods are being destroyed because they are trying to do their jobs 
and protect our children. Now, the other thing concerning part of this pandemic response is what I call the information chaos. The use orchestrated confusion and fear by manipulating PCR tests and over-amplifying them, by changing the metrics on how death certificates are calculated, the complete absence of any good information on case fatality rates or infection fatality rates or all the things that our public health agencies ought to be telling us so that we can individually with our physicians evaluate the risk and treatment and prophylactic protocols. We weren't given any of that information. The information that we were given was badly, badly manipulated. And so now we're left saying what really happened? We weren't told, for example, that there was a stage stratified risk that people who are over 70 are a thousand times more at risk from COVID than those under 70 and that children have a statistically zero risk. We were manipulated and the press was manipulated and telling us all that every American faced the same threat as elderly people. And that meant that we could not have a rational response that protected the vulnerable and protected people in our livelihoods, our culture, our political freedoms, our constitutional rights, and our values, which are all ultimately public health issues. Now, the one data point that in all of this confusion, the fog of war that they created and orchestrated to sow confusion, to sow fear, to make us compliant. The one data point that everybody should know and that we have to regard as reliable because it's the data point that Pfizer gave in its submission the FDA to get its license. We know a lot about the Pfizer vaccine more than any of the other vaccines because the Pfizer, Pfizer vaccine is the only vaccine that has a license. And until they get that license, they do not have to produce their data. So the only data we really have that's reliable is the Pfizer data. And by the way, there's a half a million pages of granular data which Pfizer and FDA have refused to produce because they say it's too burdensome. These are the data that they reviewed for 108 days, but they say they can't show it to us for 55 years. a promise they were going to have because they were rushing the process 
Hey, we're going to have complete transparency. But what they meant is they're going to have complete transparency in 55 years. But we want it now. Oh. So I'm just going to briefly tell you, to review for you, the one important thing that you should know from Pfizer's own data, which is the section of the submission to FDA, where they talk about all-cause mortality. What they say in that data, for Steve Kirsch, you can go to his blog and you can see a really good explanation of it. But here's what it says. It's very simple. Of the, over the six-month period of the study, they, they ended the study in six months. They told us it was going to go for five years. They ended it in six months. They unblinded it. And they gave the vaccine to the placebo group. So we will never know the long-term impacts of this vaccine. But here's what they said happened in those six months. Of the 22,000 people in the vaccine group, 17 of them or 21 of them died over the six-month period. Of the 22,000 people in the placebo group, only 17 died. What that means, if you extrapolate it and consider it reliable, which Pfizer says it is a reliable predictor of the performance of this vaccine, what that means, and this conclusion is inescapable, that if you take the vaccine, you have a 21% increased chance of dying over the next six months. Now, what happened was in the vaccine group, one person died of COVID of the 22,000. In the placebo group, two people died from COVID. That allowed Pfizer to tell the FDA and the American people that this vaccine is 100% effective because two is 100% greater than one. And that is a metric called relative risk. It is a deceit. The important thing for people to understand is absolute risk. And here's what absolute risk tells us. They have to give 22,000 vaccines one person from death from COVID. And if you're going to give 22,000 vaccines to prevent one death, you better make sure the vaccine doesn't kill anybody. Because if it kills one person, you have canceled out all the benefits. But as we saw, 21 people died in the vaccine group and only 17 in the placebo group. So where did those excess deaths come from? The answer to that question is heart attacks. In the vaccine group, there were five fatal heart attacks in the six-month period among those 22,000 people. In the placebo group, there was one fatal heart attack to the 22,000 people. So what that means is if you take
you're 500% more likely to die of a heart attack over the next six months than if you don't. And it also means that every life they're saving by averting a COVID death, they are killing four excess people with heart attacks. Now, the vaccine now is in the marketplace. And what we've seen is the data points that we are seeing confirm the fact that people are dying of heart attacks. As Steve said, there's been a million injuries reported in theirs. There have been 20,000 deaths, more deaths than all vaccines combined for the last 36 years. What is CDC's answer and Tony Fauci's answer to that? Is they say, and this is what press, like a bunch of stenographers and automatons, will repeat again and again, is, well, the VAR system doesn't work. Well, it's their system. It's the only system they got. We didn't make up the system. They made it up. And they've known for 36 years that it doesn't work. And that's their fallback position. Is the system that we gave you to protect you from vaccine injury is so broken and so unreliable that it can't be used for any purpose. Well, the 1986 Act Congress ordered HHS and the industry to create a working surveillance system that would allow us to be able to calculate and estimate accurately vaccine injuries and death. So for 36 years, they've been breaking the law. And in 2010, they finally said, oh, okay, design a system that works, a surveillance system. They created a machine counting system that captures about 90% of vaccine injuries and deaths. And the study, I'm going to quote these studies because I know this has never happened to you before because you've been listening to CNN and, and, and HHS. So you're not used hearing about scientific studies, but science actually is determined by doing studies formally before we appointed one man to be the science. Oh. Oh. HHS did a study in 2010 that they were going to roll out to all the HMOs. They studied one HMO, which is a Harvard Pilgrim, which is up in New England. They were Harvard scientists. They spent millions of dollars. They studied the system for three years, and they had a pilot system that they designed that would capture all the vaccine injuries. At the end, study, which is called the Lazarus Study 2010, 
They came back and said, we designed a system that works like a charm. It picks up most vaccine injuries. And guess what we found? Bear, when we compared it to bears, we found that bears is missing more than 99%, not 99%, more than 99% of vaccine injuries. What did CDC do? They looked at that, and that study said that one out of every 39 people who got vaccinated with any vaccine on average were suffering an injury. CDC was telling the American public it was one in a million. They were lying. And so what was their solution? They shut down that study. They stopped the rollout. They put it on a shelf, and they've been keeping it there for 11 years. And now the system that they knew was broken 11 years ago, they knew only counted 1% of vaccine injury 11 years ago. Now they're telling you it, it is overestimating vaccine injuries. Those 20,000 people didn't really die of the vaccine. Those 100,000 people weren't really injured. Well, there are a lot of studies that show that theirs doesn't work. I can say that there's not one scientific study that shows that it overcounts vaccine injury. Every study shows it undercounts them by 50%, 80%, 90%, 99%. So if somebody tells you from the press, theirs can't be counted on because it overestimates vaccine injury and say, Show me this study. They cannot. There is no study that does that. Now, I want to make my last point was the point. What is all to here? We are all different political orientations, different political parties, different assumptions and backgrounds from different races and creeds and colors. We are here for one reason. We love the United States of America. And we know, and when we say that we love the United States, it means a lot of things means we love our history, we love our neighbors, we love our communities, we love our values, we love God. Of all kinds of, of versions of God, we, but most of all, and we love our Purple Mountains majesty, the landscapes that form the basis for this country. But most of all, it means we love the United States Constitution. And we have witnessed over the past 20 months a coup d'etat against democracy and the demolition, the controlled demolition of the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And starting with the censorship. And James Madison, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, 
all said the same thing. We put freedom of speech in the First Amendment because all of the other rights that we were trying to protect relied on that right. If you, if you give government the license to silence its critics, you have given them the capacity to commit any atrocity they want and to obliterate all the amendments and rights of the Constitution. So as soon as they got rid of freedom of speech, they went after freedom of religion. They closed every church in this country for a year with no regulatory process, no public hearing, no demonstration of science, no scientific citation to show that it was going to do any good. They kept the liquor stores open as essential businesses. But I remind you that liquor stores are not mentioned in the United States Constitution, and churches are. Mm. Mm. Wow. They took away our property rights. They yep. closed a million businesses mm. with no due process, no just compensation. They took away jury trials. The Seventh Amendment says no American shall be deprived of a right to a trial before a jury of his peers in cases or controversies that exceed $25 in value. Mm. There is nothing else. They can That's do it. all it says. There's no pandemic exception. There's no war exception. There's no any exception. And yet they have asked, I won't even say a rule, just because there was no rulemaking, just a policy. And you cannot sue any company, any of these large multinational corporations that claim to be involved in countermeasures. No matter how reckless their behavior, no matter how negligent their conduct, no matter how grievous your injury, you cannot sue that company. They have a license. To, these are criminal companies, by the way. These are serial felons. Yep. The four companies that make all of our U.S. vaccines for the children's program, Pfizer, Glaxo, Sanofi, and Merck, have paid $35 billion in criminal penalties for hundreds of violations and damages in the last 10 years. These are the companies that gave us the opioid crisis. It kills 56,000 children a year, more American kids every year than the Vietnam War killed in 20 years. These are not good citizens. These are criminal enterprises. And now you're taking away any economic or legal incentive for them to behave. What do you think they're going to do? You think they found Jesus suddenly and they're going to take care of us and our children that they're suddenly concerned with public health? No. They took away due process rulemaking. They've taken away our right to be free of the searches and seizures for this very intrusive track and trade surveillance, etc. Oh, we are watching something now that I never believed that I would see in my life. I read in Warwell and Kafka and Aldous Huxley, this, this dystopian science fiction novels that one day 
Plato's age would be overtaken by fascism. Fascism, incidentally, is defined, Mussolini defined it as a merger of state and corporate power. And orchestrated by Tony Fauci. So, so, what we're seeing today, what we're seeing today is what I call turnkey totalitarianism. Mm. They are putting in place all of these technological mechanisms for control that we've never seen before. It's been the ambition of every totalitarian state in the beginning of mankind to control every aspect of behavior, of conduct, of thought, and to obliterate dissent. None of them have been able to do it. They didn't have the technological capacity. Even in Hitler in Germany, you could you can cross the Alps to Switzerland. You can hide in an attic like Anne Frank did. I visited in 1962 East Germany with my father and met people who had climbed the wall and escaped. So it was possible. Many died through it, but it was possible. Today, the mechanisms are being put in place that will make it so none of us can run and none of us can hide. The, Within five years, we're going to see 415,000 low-orbit satellites. Bill Gates says his 65,000 satellites alone will be able to look at every square inch of the planet 24 hours a day. They're putting in 5G to harvest our data and control our behavior. Digital currency that will allow them to punish us from a distance and cut off our food supply. Vaccine passports. You have you have a series of rights as flawed as our government has is. You can still go out and go to a bar. You can go to a sporting event. You can get on a bus or an airplane and you can travel. You have certain freedoms. You can get educated, etc. The minute they hand you that vaccine passport, every right that you have is transformed into a privilege contingent upon your obedience to arbitrary government dictates. It will make you a slave. And what do we do about this? What do we do? We resist. I'm going to tell you three rules that you all need to know and memorize. Number one, every power that government takes from us, it will never relinquish voluntarily. So they tell you, we're, we just want you locked down for two weeks. Just to flatten the curve in the hospitals. And 20 months later, they still have us locked down. And even when they give up, when they close the lockdowns and let us go back to normal, they are not relinquishing the power to do it to you again and again and again. 
They now have that power and they will never let it go until we make them let it go. Number two, every power they take from us, they will ultimately abuse to the maximum extent possible. Number three, nobody in history of the planet has ever complied their way out of totalitarian control. Every every capitulation is a signal to the oppressors to impose new forms of torment or torture or compliance or obedience. Every time you comply, you get weaker. The hill that you're going to die on is the hill that you're on right now. And they're coming for our children. And every time they push you back, when you say yes, because you think if I just do this, all return to normal. Every time they, they talk you and fool you into bullies cannot be appeased. It just encourages them to new forms of torture and torment. Every time you say yes, you're getting pushed back to a weaker position. That's why we need to resist today. You, all of you in the crowd, I thank you. I love you. You came out on this cold, cold day to do your duty for the United States of America. Let's go and fight for freedom. And let's return to our build back for our children. The America that our children, our parents fought and died for. Thank you very much. Bobby Kennedy Jr., ladies and gentlemen. That was interesting. I like Bobby Kennedy. Anybody still here? Uh Okay. Someone sent me this one. Let's see what this is. They just sent me this. Let's see. What is what is government? Being a moral human being requires superstition, which is shared by almost everyone. What is government? That's the title. The myth of authority. Mm. Contrary to what many people assume, most of the suffering, injustice, and conflict in the world is not the result of greed, hatred, or intolerance. Instead, most of man's inhumanity to man is the result of one particular belief, one irrational superstition, which is shared by almost everyone, namely, the belief in authority. 
Most theft, assault, and murder in the world is not carried out by individuals acting on their own malice, but by individuals who were obeying the orders of so-called governments. The worst atrocities in history were the result of a very small number of truly nasty people acquiring positions of power, combined with a very large number of average people who viewed those few people as authority and so felt obligated to obey their commands. It has always been the law-abiding taxpayers who have funded and empowered oppressive regimes. The problem is that most good people have fallen for the lie that when aggression, robbery, and control is committed in the name of law, then it is legitimate and moral, even necessary. The belief in authority tricks basically good people into going along with legalized injustice. Most children are taught that obedience to authority is a virtue, and even most adults still think that bowing to a ruling class, which they call obeying the law, is what makes someone a good person. It's not. On the contrary, being a moral human being requires understanding right and wrong, and doing the right thing, even when authority tells you not to. The basic rules for being a good person are very simple. Treat every other person as if he owns himself, because he does. This means you shouldn't attack, rob, or otherwise initiate violence against anyone. In other words, you shouldn't start a fight. If someone else attacks you, you have the right to defend yourself. But no one has the right to be an attacker. Badges, uniforms, and so-called laws do not change this fact. There is virtue in respecting the rights and property of others. There is no virtue in obeying the law just for the sake of being obedient. Sometimes a law happens to match morality, such as laws against murder. But the reason murder is bad is not because politicians wrote a law about it. Murder is wrong because it violates the self-ownership of the victim. If laws against murder were repealed tomorrow, or if a law was passed commanding some people to commit murder, as has happened over and over again throughout history, murder would still be wrong. Indeed, there are many historical examples where the good people were the criminals, the lawbreakers, the rebels, and traitors to their so-called governments. When the law goes against what is moral and righteous, then it is the duty of every decent person to disobey and resist. These days, few dare to stand up to any supposed authority. Instead, people are trained to participate in elections and politics, which amounts to begging the masters to please be nicer, as if we shouldn't do what we know is right unless and until the politicians give us permission to. Not only that, but decent people are also tricked into believing that it is perfectly acceptable and righteous to control and rob their neighbors as long as they do it by way of voting and the political process. Tyrants love it when they can get the people to cheer for their neighbors to be robbed by way of taxation or cheer for their neighbors to be forcibly controlled by way of regulation and legislation. In short, the political process is designed to dupe the people into cooperating with and even demanding their own subjugation and the subjugation of everyone else. As long as those in power can trick people into arguing over how government power should be used, arguing over who should be robbed and how much, 
arguing over who should be bossed around and controlled, then the masses will always be at war with each other and will keep empowering tyrants and throwing away their own freedom. Even otherwise good people feel no guilt about condoning that their fellow man be robbed and dominated because they've been taught that when extortion and coercion is called taxation and law enforcement, that it is not only moral and proper, but is necessary for society. Only very rarely do people recognize that the only way they will ever have freedom themselves is to allow everyone else, including people they don't like, don't approve of, and have little in common with, to also be free. As long as people keep playing the game where they argue over which power-happy political opportunist should be running things, there will be no freedom or justice for anyone. Every government in the world legalizes aggression and extortion. Every so-called tax or other law is a threat of violence. On one level, everyone knows this. The politicians, by way of the legislative process, tell everyone else what they must do or what they may not do, and anyone who gets caught disobeying will be robbed or caged in the name of the law. The old notion of the divine right of kings has changed into the divine right of politicians with similar results. Indeed, the belief in government is essentially a religion the most dangerous and destructive religion ever. Hundreds of millions of human beings have been murdered by their own governments. Many millions more have died in government-created wars, and billions more have been robbed, harassed, terrorized, and otherwise forcibly dominated and oppressed by ruling classes, including democratically elected constitutional governments. Yes, sometimes agents of government will try to stop other aggressors, but every government is itself a gang of thieves and thugs. In fact, private thieves could never steal anywhere near the amount of wealth that government confiscates via taxes, and the wars waged by government completely dwarf the murder and violence committed by private thugs. Of course, there are nasty people in the world, and there still would be without government. And the good people need to have the ability and willingness to defend against such people. But organizing for self-defense is not, in and of itself, what government is. Instead, government is the idea that some people can have the moral right to rule everyone else. That constitutions, elections, and other rituals give some people an exemption from basic morality and make it okay for them to boss around other people under threat of force. The idea that we need to give a group of people permission to forcibly rob and control us so they can protect us from those who might forcibly rob and control us is ridiculous. And yet most people believe exactly that. They believe that we need government, the biggest thug and thief around, to protect us from thugs and thieves. To make this sound less absurd, the people are taught nonsensical mythology about democracy, representative government, and the consent of the governed. But there are several ways to easily prove that government cannot possibly be legitimate, never has been, and never will be. For example, people obviously cannot delegate rights they don't have themselves. If you do not have the right to rob your neighbor on your own, 
then you can't possibly give such a right to some public official, nor can anyone else. No election, no constitution, no political process can make robbery and extortion moral and righteous, even if politicians first do a bunch of complicated pseudo-religious rituals and then call the robbery law and taxation. It is also easy to prove that the only thing government adds to society, or will ever add to society, is more immoral violence. In short, anything that is inherently righteous, people being productive, working together, voluntarily cooperating and organizing, defending themselves from attackers and thieves, these things don't require any special authority. You don't need a badge or a uniform. You don't need to be elected or appointed in order to have the right to do things which are already righteous and good. The only thing that so-called authority is needed for is to do things which normal people do not have the right to do, to try to authorize and legitimize acts that would be wrong if done by normal people. In other words, so-called authority is nothing more than permission to do bad things. When someone has been convinced that he has the right to rule others, whether it's a politician who believes he has the right to control your life, or a cop who believes he has the right to forcibly dominate you and forcibly impose the politician's will on you, of course such people will tend to be callous, power-happy, and violent. When even most of their victims talk and act as if the ruling class has the right to extort and dominate everyone else, of course there will be corruption, abuse, and oppression. At the Nuremberg trials, Nazis who were directly involved in orchestrating and carrying out mass murder claimed that they weren't to blame because they were just following orders. In other words, they were obeying authority and therefore were not personally responsible for their actions. Although at Nuremberg that defense was rejected, that attitude is still shared by every soldier, every law enforcer, every tax collector, and every bureaucrat of every country in the world who still imagine that they aren't to blame for robbing, harassing, assaulting, or even murdering innocent people because so-called authority told them to. And that is exactly why authority is the most dangerous superstition in the world. Why the belief in government has been the direct cause of the vast majority of human suffering. But what is the alternative? Isn't obedience to authority what keeps us civilized? Wouldn't there be chaos without government, without law, without rules? Well, no. Most people already understand and abide by the non-aggression principle, even if they've never heard it called that. In short, the non-aggression principle states it's not okay to commit aggression to start a fight, to attack someone else, to initiate violence against anyone else, and that physical force is justified only to defend against attackers. Most people of most cultures and religions already understand this and mostly abide by it, but they've been taught that authority has an exemption from this rule, that aggression committed by lawmakers and their hired enforcers is moral and legitimate. As a result, The belief in government makes humanity far less civilized and far more violent because people have been taught to believe that legalized violence is acceptable. 
The vast majority of human pain and suffering throughout history has been a direct result of people ignoring their own moral codes and their own consciences in favor of obedience to some imaginary external authority. The death and destruction that happened under Mao Zedong was not because the Chinese people are evil. It was because they believed in and obeyed authority. The death and destruction that happened under Stalin and Lenin was not because the people of Russia are evil. It was because they believed in and obeyed authority. The death and destruction that happened under Adolf Hitler was not because the German people were evil. It was because they believed in and obeyed authority. The same is true of the injustices committed by one regime after another all over the world throughout all of history. The way to break the cycle is not to get the right person on the throne. It's for the people to stop believing in the throne altogether. So what would the world look like if people stopped believing in authority? Would everyone suddenly lose their moral codes and have no concept of right and wrong? Of course not. Do people only know the difference between right and wrong thanks to politicians telling them? Of course not. Do most people know how to peacefully cooperate and organize without politicians, soldiers, cops, tax collectors, and bureaucrats bossing them around? Of course they do. Yes, there would still be the occasional private sociopath, thief, or thug who would try to defraud or assault others, and the good people should and would do what they could to organize a means of defense against such predators. But to create a huge, all-powerful predator, which is what government always is, in the name of stopping predators, is simply insane. Removing the belief in authority does not remove the people's ability to organize and cooperate and work together for mutual benefit. In fact, despite the politicians' rhetoric, government is never about working together. It is only about whose agenda, opinions, and values will be forced on everyone else. In contrast, there are countless ways in which people can create voluntary arrangements and organizations which benefit everyone without pretending to have some special right to rule. Imagine something similar to police, only they didn't pretend to have any rights that you don't have, and you could fire them whenever you wanted. No more abusive, condescending thugs always looking for an excuse to fine you or arrest you to make their political masters happy. You would be their employer, so you would be the one they would be serving and trying to please. Instead of the inefficient, corrupt, counterproductive, and often destructive government version of various services, imagine if you could decide what charities to give to, what services to purchase, and from whom. There would, however, be a trade-off. Advocating true freedom, which requires giving up the belief in authority and government, would mean giving up your ability to force your preferences onto others to force others to pay for whatever you think they should support. You can only have freedom for yourself if you also leave every other individual in freedom. That is why most people want government. They want a guilt-free, risk-free way to butt into the lives of others, to control and rob others by way of the political process, to try to use the violence of the state, 
to make the world into what they think it should be. But of course, the moment you appoint a master over yourself and everyone else, to think that he is going to care about your interests and concerns instead of his own is extremely naive. To volunteer to be the slave of a political ruling class in the hopes that it will do what you want and make the world what you wish it was is simply insane. There is only one path that leads to peace and justice. That path is freedom, and government is always the enemy of freedom. History has taught us that trying to fix the world by way of government always ends in disaster, that in the end, the political process empowers the ruling class and no one else. Constitutions don't fix it. Elections don't fix it. Once there is a position of power, it is always the megalomaniacs and sociopaths who will, sooner or later, one way or another, get themselves into that position. And then the big powerful thing that you hoped would be a protector and servant of the people will be an oppressor and exploiter of the people. That is what government has always been and always will be until the people dare to let go of the superstition of authority. Yeah, Mary, I'm going to call it a night here. Yeah. All right, darling. Good night. Talk to you. Good night. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to call it into Anne. Good night, Anne. Oh, I think she got dropped. Anne. Anne. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.